Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for Today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Here, I want you guys to listen to John Holler. Uh, this is his, from his prophecy update um, from today, uh, July the 31st. And he's talking about lawlessness. And he's got a clip uh, from Tucker Carlson and um, Tucker's guest, Heather McDonald, talking about the war on cops. So check this out, guys. Lawless these days. Um, you'll see some video here. This is a clip from Tucker Carlson the other night. He had Heather McDonald on, who I respect greatly, particularly on crime and statistics. And you'll hear some stuff here that you won't hear anywhere else. But... They were showing like subway systems, you know, Mayor Pete, our Department of Transport, Secretary of Transportation was saying, all you people in the world, if you want to know, we'll, we'll tell you here in America, we'll tell you how to operate a subway system. And you'll see at the beginning is a picture of the Bangkok subway system, which looks a lot better than the New York subway system. And I know the New York subway system pretty well, having been there many, many times over the years. So just look at this and you'll see they're trying to arrest somebody and some of the videos playing and just watch well one major reason that new york city's subway is a disaster is because new york city puts up with it prosecutors have stopped enforcing the law and so teenagers are free to assault police officers with no repercussions the footage you're seeing now is from saturday in the new york city subway watch <laughs> So guys, if you haven't, go check out John Holler's Prophecy Update, and you're going to be able to see this brawl happening, and um, I'm just going to tell you guys, it's, um, it's heartbreaking to watch because this happens all the time, and not only does it happen all the time, but it's getting more and more prevalent, more and more prominent. Do we see these things happening? And so it's rebellion. It's the spirit of rebellion. It's the spirit of lawlessness. Uh, we see it happening. The Bible told us these things would happen. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just think I constantly tell myself I never thought that I would really see these things happen. Like I know the Bible told me. I believed it. I believed every word of the Bible. But I don't think my mind comprehended what would actually what it would actually look like what it would actually feel like to live during these times so i'm going to play a little bit more of this um this uh interview here so that you guys can listen to uh, tucker and heather uh, mcdonald talk about it but this is the point where society disintegrates you punch a cop in the face you wrestle him to the ground you put him in a chokehold you go to jail and then you're released immediately with no bail on your own reconnaissance. So why are we allowing this? And the bigger question, of course, is why are kids acting like this? It's becoming extremely common. In St. Paul, Minnesota, very young children just caught on camera berating cops. It's a hard video to watch when you think of its implications. Here it is. So if you guys watch the video, it is very disturbing. These are little children, way under the age of five, calling these cops the F word. 
the B word, um, talking about ugly blinking church shoes and you see the older brother just standing there talking on the phone talking trash as well and it makes you think like what is going on in this world what parents raise their children to hate police officers now what's going to happen when one of these kids are in a car accident or what's going to happen when one of these kids has uh some emergency and they need to call somebody who are they going to call? Well, they're going to call the police, you would think, after the way that they have been raised to feel about police officers. Really, folks? Really. I'm telling you, I just, I never thought I would see this. I just never thought I would see these days. I never thought that I could see such horrific behavior. These kids are not only cussing these police, they're hitting them too. So, if you watch the video, you'll see these kids, like, punching the police officers, kicking them. It's, it's unbelievable. How's that happen exactly? We know what will happen if it continues. Heather McDonald studies crime and has for decades. She's at the Manhattan Institute. She's the author of The War on Cops. She joins us tonight. Heather, thanks so much for coming on. All of these videos are connected in a sense, I think. What do they add up to? Well, I don't want to remove one iota of, of personal responsibility from the thug in the New York subway, Tucker, but his behavior is the foreseeable consequence of the last two decades of anti-cop rhetoric from the right. Democratic establishment. Just as May, Biden released an executive order uh, alleging that the criminal justice system was racist and that the police disproportionately kill, quote, black and brown people, that's a complete falsehood once you take crime rates into account. In fact, a police officer is 400 times as likely to be killed by a black as an unarmed black is to be fatally shot by a police officer. Nevertheless, uh, minorities are being given a license to hate and in a sense of entitlement to break the law. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance, the previous district attorney, announced that he was not going to prosecute turnstile jumping because doing so has a disparate impact on minorities. Our current district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, has said he's not going to prosecute resisting arrest because doing so has a disparate impact on minorities. And the reason that this thug was on the streets at all after arrest recently for illegal gun possession and robbery was that incarcerating criminals for violent crime has a disparate impact on minorities. Uh, not because, though, the system is racist, but because there's highly elevated rates of violent crime among minorities. The system has decided it would rather protect violent criminals from the consequences of their actions than to protect law-abiding citizens from violent crime if doing so means incarcerating minorities. Now, Tucker, as you say, an attack on a law enforcement officer is an attack on the very basis of civilization. It's an attack on all of us. And murders of cops have been rising at an astronomical rate. 59% in 2021, another 13% increase in cop murders of cops this year through the first six months. We have to stop this rhetoric, turn it around, because it is going to pull down society even further into the anarchy that it's already experiencing. So folks, if you want to check out that, go check out that interview um, with Tucker Carlson. Uh, and you can watch on it uh, on John Holler's Prophecy Update as well, which was posted today, uh, July the 31st of 2022. But uh, as you can tell, um, it's like a systematic destruction of our society 
and it's been going on for a very, very long time. As much as we don't want to admit that as Christians, um, it has been happening. And we've allowed it to happen. We are soft. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you, we are the go-along-to-get-along people because, you know, we forget that Jesus made the whip right and went through and flipped over tables and he beat those people that were making his father's house of merchandise you know this is my father's house it's a house of prayer and they turned it into a place of merchandise which reminds me of the kenneth copelands and you know all these other folks the cat curs and all of these people that's what they've done but we on the other side of Christianity, the doctrinally sound Christianity, have we called these people out like we should have? No, because we didn't. And why didn't we? I'm not sure why pastors did not call out these folks like they should have. These televangelists, these the the scum of the earth, the scum of the earth, they take from elderly people and and people who are so sick in people who are desperate and what do they they feed on them and they take their last bit of money that they have because they said oh if you sow into this ministry god is going to sow into your life and all of this i'm not even going to say the word because uh, this is a christian program smut garbage absolute heresy and god has a very special place in hell for people just like that and i will tell you again god has a special place in hell for people who will sell his gospel the gospel is free and honey i'm going to tell you right now i don't care how much money you give to whoever that is not gonna heal you that's not gonna get you closer to god that's not going to do anything for you but it will line their pocketbooks and buy their multi-billion dollar private jets and their million dollar homes and all of this their nice flashy suits and that's what that's going to do is it going to do anything for you no absolutely not and god will judge those people for the folks that are spraying all the chemicals in the air, the chemtrails, the ones that are uh, attacking our food sources, the ones that are creating these genetically modified food, for the ones that create these genetically modified vaccines, for all of these people that are coming up with these pestilences and these diseases and they're releasing them onto the, po- onto the public, God has a very special place in hell for you. I want you to know that in revelation chapter 11 he talks about it jesus christ comes back to destroy those who are destroying the earth i don't know how much clearer the bible has to be but to me that's pretty clear to you it should be very clear to you as well so what are we to do as christians folks the time of the lap of luxury the time of you know climbing the corporate ladder the time of all of those hopes and dreams are gone (laughs) if they were ever important to begin with they should have never been important to begin with but we 
live in this world system and we think that is success because that's what the world says is successful but is it no that is not successful god calls different things successful just like he makes the the with the wise people of of the earth like the wise folks he makes them foolish and the foolish people he makes wise so what i'm saying is folks now is not the time to be worried about worldly things we need to focus on eternity we need to keep our eyes on the kingdom of god right now folks are hurting out there folks are lost there are people in this world who do not know jesus christ as their savior what are you doing to get the word of god to these people what are you doing are you talking to people at the stoplights those drunks and those drug addicts and those people that stand out there with the cardboard sign that says god bless you you know please help me most of those folks are drug addicts most of those folks are looking for their next fix how do i know this i drive by them every day I work a, a position where I see them in the same spot every single day doing the same exact thing going into the convenience stores buying the beers going over to the dumpsters in the alley and they're buying the drugs I see it every single night every single night so yes I know are there folks that are at the stop lines the stop signs and all these things that do really need the money that are destitute that do try to you know feed their family and themselves of course of course they're those folks what do you do how do you discern how do you know what you discern that's what you use to use discernment you use this i rely on the holy spirit if i feel the unction to give i give if i feel the unction not to give i don't give there you have it people are like well they're going to go spend that money on joe well, whatever that's not for me to decide right but if I knowingly know these people are there every single day and what they're spending their money on, am I going to give to them? Absolutely not. But you know what I will give to them? I will give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will give them the word of God. That is what I will give them. And what is, what, what is money? What is money when you compare it to salvation? Nothing. What is the most important thing in this world? What is the most important thing? The most important thing is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Look, your grandmama could have had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Your mama could have a relationship with, your, with Jesus Christ. Your daddy could have one with the Lord Jesus Christ. But the point is, do you have the relationship with Jesus Christ? You personally because there'll be people that'll go to heaven and they're going to die and they're going to stand up there in front of the Lord Jesus Christ in all his glory. And they're going to say, oh, I made it. And Jesus is going to say to them, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. And what are they going to say? Oh, but Jesus, we did all these things in your name. Jesus, we did this. And Jesus, we did that. And he's going to say to them, depart from me, for I never knew you. You can do all of these great works. Look at the Catholic Church and all these. They think they have to work their way to heaven. They're going about doing all these great things and they're doing all this. Stuff. But do they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? 
No, they do not. They go to a man to confess their sins. Absolutely not. God in his word and the Bible says you call nobody on earth your heavenly father. For you have one heavenly father and he is in heaven. You call no one on earth your father. There's one person in one person alone who can forgive you of your sins. And that is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone no man has the power to absolve you of your sin no amount of money that you can pay to any church is going to save you I do not care there is no purgatory there is no purgatory no matter how much money that you give to a church nobody can pray you out of hell and nobody can pay for you to get out of hell nobody you have the ultimate responsibility right now are you going to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today while you still have breath in your lungs while you still have time while the Holy Spirit is still tugging on your heart are you gonna make that decision today or is it gonna be too late for you folks I know I sound <laughs> I sound urgent because it is urgent I sound angry because I am angry at a church that calls themselves they're the Roman Catholics I do not know if you know the history of the Crusades or if you know the history of the Roman Catholic Church if you don't go to getalifemedia.com getalifemedia.com and Pastor Billy Crone will fill you in on the Catholic Church they are satanic they are demonic and yes I am angry because they are leading millions of people to hell millions of people who want to know the Lord Jesus Christ who want the truth folks there's no matter hell Mary can't save you Mary can't save anybody Mary died just like everybody else you know what and then Jesus actually did not mind her. If you remember, because of that point, because he said, oh, you need to read the word of God. If you don't read the word of God, you will be led astray. My mamma taught me that. For That's the very first thing I ever remember her telling me. Heather, don't you believe anybody? Just because they tell you something. I don't care if they're a pastor. I don't care what they do. If you can't find in the word of God yourself, don't believe it. How are you going to discern the truth if you don't know the word of God? Anybody can lead you astray. Anybody. You have to know what God says, not what man says. Folks, <laughs> it is, it's, it's just so heavy on my heart because I know we are in the last days and Christ could come and yank us out of here at any moment. And Lord, I pray he does. I pray Maranatha every day, all day. So folks, I mean, I don't want anybody left behind. God says he wished that no one would perish, but that all would come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. So folks, please please make that decision today while you still have a chance while there is still breath in your lungs today and you can still make that decision what are you waiting for 
I know it's not the tribulation. <laughs> I hope it's not the tribulation because that is what is coming on this earth. We see signs. We see the convergence of signs. Now, there's, there's always been wars. There's always been rumors of wars. There's always been pestilence. There's always been all of these things and earthquakes and all of these. There's always been these kinds of things, right? But there hasn't been these kinds of signs at the same time all over the world happening simultaneously this is the big uh key word this is the big thing that's flashing in like red huge lights just just think of the okay back in the 60s you know in the war in russia and the cold war and they used to sound those alarms you know think of that right now God is sounding the alarm. How much more does he have to sound that alarm before you realize something something's going on? Something is wrong. I have friends that are not saved and they're like, "We don't believe, but something is something is different. Something is happening." Yes, something is happening. It's happening right now. Jesus told us we would not know the day nor the hour of his return. Nobody knows except the Father himself. God the Father is the only one who knows. Jesus Christ himself doesn't know. The angels don't know. Only God the Father knows when he sends Jesus Christ back to get his church. But he said there would be this season. There would be these signs. And what did Jesus say? When you see these things begin to happen hold your head up high because your redemption draws near remember when jesus was talking to the pharisees and he called them hypocrites and he says you can discern the sky of when it's going to rain tomorrow but you cannot discern that jesus christ was god himself standing in front of them folks the bible is perfectly clear the bible told us what the end days would be like if you look around the world today, we have men who think they're women. We have people who think they're binary and non-binary. And we have 2,500 pronouns for something, right? They, whatever. All of this insanity, which to me is Romans 1. God has turned them over to a reprobate mind where they can't reason. That means you can't, you, you can't reason in your head. You can't, you can't make sense of anything. You are completely like an animal. You can't, you can't reason. My dog can reason. Okay, my dog knows it's not a girl dog. He knows he's a boy dog. Okay, think about it. We live in a world today where everything is upside down and inside out. I'm going to read you some headlines today, folks, just to prove to you that we are living in the end days and what the Bible says in Roman 1 is happening right now. Now, this is what this whole program is about. It's to bring glory to my Heavenly Father, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what this is all about. It's all about getting the word out to a world that is lost and needs a Savior. That they are lost and they're destitute, not only financially, but spiritually bankrupt. Now, folks, you know, you can do a lot of things. You can do a lot of things in this world you can you can be a lot of things in this world right but can you and i be the salt the salt is a key word and the light of jesus christ 
We are not the go-along to get along. Christians have been soft and go-along to get along for a very long time. And look what it's gotten us. Like I had talked about earlier before I went on to my tangent. <laughs> was that we've let this happen. Marxism, all this stuff has crept into our education system. Back in the 20s. Probably before that. But see how what's happened Marxism, Marxism was a, he was demon possessed. Where do you think this ideology is coming from? Satan, it is satanic. All this critical race theory is satanic. All of this race, folks, there's one race. That is it. It's called the human race. We are all part of the same race. We're all humans. Folks, don't let them drive a wedge between all of us. Christ came to save all of us. We all have the same blood. It's all red. Don't let them drive a wedge between you. This country, the United States, was not so ever racially divided until Obama took office. And then Soros and all of them had their ways and they started dividing our nation just by little words, little things. All these things add up to big things. And now we have children in the street kicking and cussing police officers under the age of five years old. Who taught those children to do that? Who taught those children to hate? Folks, we are not born to hate our brothers and sisters of any color. That is taught to us. So, folks, please don't be those people to teach your children those kinds of things. Don't do that. Don't do that. Man, we are to love our brothers and sisters. I love believers and I love non-believers. You know what makes a huge impact on a non-believer? Love. Compassion. Love and compassion makes a huge difference remember when the prostitute was caught in the very act of course we don't hear about what happened to the man i mean he was committing prostitution as well we don't hear about him no no, no. it's the woman they dragged to jesus what did jesus do did jesus condemn her in front of all those people and say oh you deserve to go to hell we're gonna stone you like the law says no, he had compassion for her. He loved her. But did he let her off the hook from sin? No, he did not. He said, which of you has not sinned? You may cast the first stone. Of course, nobody could. We have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So not one of them could have. So they turned around and left. They dropped their stones and walked off. Can you imagine that poor woman laying there at the feet of Jesus? Can you imagine what she felt like? The humiliation. Can you imagine how she felt? Take a moment to imagine how that woman felt. Disgraced. Humiliated. Undeserved. Guilty. Condemned. But what does Jesus do? <laughs> he forgives her. He forgives her. He loves her. But does he let her off the hook? No. What does he tell her? Go and sin no more. Your sins have been forgiven you. Go and sin no more. As Christians, we are to love our brothers and sisters. All of them. No matter what sin they have committed. To us, that's not our job. We are not to condemn them. We are to call out sin 
Yes, we are to call out sin from our brothers and sisters in of the world and tell them, hey, look at Jeremiah and all the prophets. They were all condemned too by earthly folk because they spoke the truth and we will be condemned as well too. Don't, don't think we won't. We will. The time is here, folks. The time is here. America is the last place of what freedom this world has left. And once that freedom is gone, think about it. The church is removed. And once we are taken out of here, there is no freedom for all of you who do not believe in Christ that are left. There will be the beast system. We see the setup of the beast system right now. We can see it. And it's been happening for a very long time. And Satan knows that he only has but a very short time once this church is taken out of here. He's got seven years. Seven years. Once that covenant is signed with Israel, there's a peace covenant that's coming. Now, Jared Kushner, they've already got the Abraham Accords. So the book of Daniel 927 says that they will make it stronger. So there'll already be a covenant in place, which we see right now. But when the Antichrist comes and he signs this, it's not um, signing a new covenant. It's one that's already in place. That's already here. It's existing right now. And when he signs that, he's going to make it stronger, make it better. Listen to J.D. Farag talk about it. Ooh, he, he explains it perfectly. But this is what's coming upon this world. And when he does, it will be three and a half years of what you think is peace. Oh, it's going to be peaceful, right? You're going to think it's peaceful. But at the same time, God will be raining his wrath down on this world. So I want you guys to seriously contemplate what is coming upon this world. And do you want to be here for what is coming? The world is being set up for it right now. We see the beast system in full effect right now the Harari's of the world and the and the 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 world economic forums and the UN and all these global things right all these are just like come upon the scene no they've been in, they've been in the background for a while but we are just now as the peasants of the world hearing about these things the COVID-19 monkey pox uh, there's all these new bacteria and deadly infections that are coming about in the United States that have been eradicated for years. Stuff that's not even known native to our country. Boom, it's here. All this stuff is happening and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Why? Because the Bible said so. Folks, they have been manipulating this and they have a plan. Believe me, Satan has a plan and he is going full force you have the media you have the governments you have all the world elitists you have all these people in these like you always thought like i always pictured them in this really dark room with the big round table and cigar smoke going up and them snickering and you know coming up with these evil de devisements of these schemes and well that's probably what they were doing but the bible tells us there are demons over these governments right there's demons over these leaders and remember because in the book of daniel it even told us like michael the archangel was coming to help was was there's an angel actually coming to help daniel but he got caught up by the prince of persia which is the demon but michael the archangel came to help him right help fight him off so the angel could come on to daniel to tell him what these things were going to happen right there's this huge huge 
it's like another uh, a war happening but it's happening here we just don't see it right but then you see all these weird things starting to happen in the world today like plants are dying um crops are like dying for like no reason you have these strange storms with like different colorings and just things that just don't normally happen and then you have cern going on over here now we as 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 people population of this world think about it we have no real say so over what these people are doing they are like i'm going to tell you some headlines and you guys are going to be like what is going on i better jump to these headlines before you know uh it get this program gets too long but there are they are making animal human embryos together just just for just for research purposes folks yes can you i mean words just no wonder why jesus christ has to come back as it was in the days of noah so shall it be in the days when christ comes back and what were they doing in the days of noah every thought continually was evil the bible tells us and there were all kinds of things going on like why did jesus christ why did god flood the earth well there's a nephilim on the earth at that time all kinds of wickedness was going on right well i'm going to talk about some wickedness right now speaking of so this article is at lifenews.com and is titled scientists will create unborn babies who are part human part animal for research this article is in bioethics by uh dr david prentice was posted uh july the 8th of 2021 and none other than washington dc so as we expected the international society for stem cell research issued its revised guidelines on stem cells and embryo experiments at the end of may of 2021 and it's expected the isscr recommendations are rife with proposed experiments on young human beings the new guidelines discard the 14-day limit on human embryo experiments in favor of no limits whatsoever and they allow a virtually unrestricted manufacture of human animal chimeras of any type as well as creation of genetically altered human embryos and lab constructed human embryo quote models unquote very little is left in the category of currently not permitted folks i can't tell you the pure evilness pure absolute evil that is happening and what they're doing in labs that neither you nor me really know how far they have come along right i'm going to continue uh man it makes me sick but anyway the isscr overreach is telling when bioethics with widely divergent views on embryo research ethics labeled the new recommendation for no limits a grave omission and when well-known supporters of human embryo research say they are troubled by recommendations especially removal of the 14-day limit the isscr self-serving guidelines even reminded a senior scientist of a letter written long ago with currently applicable sage advice about experiments if it's dangerous or wrong or both and if it doesn't need to be done we just ought not to do it but do you think that china and japan and russia and all these godless nations care no you know that these god awful monstrosity of experiments are going on 
in other countries and other nations. And I can probably almost guarantee you with 95% that it's happening here in the United States as well. Now, they may not be using taxpayer funds, but believe me, you know the George Soros's and the Yuval Hararis and all these other people are funding these monstrosities. And I'm just going to tell you, there's so much evil going on in this world that you and I don't normally see on an everyday basis. But if you have not gone to Billy Crone's GetALifeMedia.com, GetALifeMedia.com, you need to go check it out. Because he's got a ton of documentaries on the evil things that are going on in this world. He also is starting a new a new um, program. It's going to be a new website. I'm super excited to tell you guys that they will be doing a program to talk about news headlines and how they relate to Bible prophecy. What? How exciting is that? Somebody is going to do that. Somebody that, you know, has million many many people uh that follow them and will watch the program that is uber excited and i pray uh what a blessing that will be and i pray that the lord would bless that uh for pastor billy crone and all those um who will have any part in that so that's fantastic so that'd be it you know folks stay on the lookout for that as soon as i get that website i'm gonna post it i'll post it in uh into the description on this so if you guys follow me on podbean you'll be able to click on it i don't know if it lets you click on it from spotify or itunes or anything like that but if not, hey, it's going to be there. And I'll add it to my website, Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. I'll add it on uh, to my website too, as trusted um, pathers, pastors and authors. So, folks, you can check out that article if you dare at lifenews.com. So, what else? I kind of hinted on it. The New World Order Bilderberg meeting is taking place in Washington by Amy Mack, right? So, let's listen to this. So, check it out, guys. So, many believe that the meeting's participant will be chosen to implement, quote, a new world order, unquote, which globalists have openly bragged about for years. One of the most influential gatherings in the world is now taking place in Washington, D.C. More than 120 representatives of the European and North American elite from politics, business, big tech, media, and academia will meet from June the 2nd to the 5th for the 68th Bilderberg meeting to discuss important global issues. The secret summit of the global elite is taking place for the first time in three years due to COVID, says journalist Paul Watson. He reports the CEO of Pfizer, the head of the CIA, the director of the NSC, the vice president of Facebook, the king of Holland, and the Secretary General of NATO are secretly meeting behind closed doors in D.C. It's called Bilderberg, and not a single major media outlet has reported it. So the key topics of discussion this year include geopolitical realignments, NATO challenges, China, Indo-Pacific realignment, technical, uh, technological competition between China and the U.S.A., Russia, continuity of government and economy, disruption of the global financial system, disinformation, energy security and sustainability, health after a pandemic, fragmentation of democratic societies, trade and deglobalization, and Ukraine. This year's guests include, of course, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, Henry Kissinger, former CIA Chief David Petraeus, Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt and billionaire venture capitalist P. 
Peter Thiel. Thiel sits on the elite steering committee that organizes the closed-door Bilderberg conferences where leaders in industry, politics, and academia meet to discuss world affairs. These committee or This committee decides who will be in attendance. Every year, fresh invitations are sent. Influential politicians and business leaders who have attended the Bilderberg Conference include former U.S. President Bill Clinton, businessman, former Microsoft co-founder, of course, Bill Gates, Henry Kissinger. The 56th United States Secretary of State has attended over 16 times. And International Monetary Fund Director Christine Lagarde. Folks, uh, the conference created by the Dutch royal family in 1954 is considered to be the birthplace of ideas ranging from free trade agreements such as NAFTA to the creation of the European Union. We're going to skip on down to the New World Order. The Great Reset is the proposed mechanism for setting a new world order in motion. The so-called Great Reset is an ide- old ideology touted for decades by globalists. In 2014, globalist Kissinger opined, Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions or on so global a scale. The same year, former French President Nicolas Sarkozy warned, We will proceed together toward a new new world order and nobody and I do mean nobody will be able to oppose it and if you look at the rare foundation website you'll be able to watch that video with him saying those exact words folks check it out rare foundation and that is uh Amy Mech rare foundation that's r-a-i-r foundation.com so what else what else is going on like if that's not troubling enough right Oh, goodness gracious. So, here's one. Here in the United States, we have an American Airlines. Passengers were left literally sobbing after being held on a hot plane for six hours, report says. This is at Newsbreak.com by Beatrice Nolan. So, this, I think there'll be some major lawsuits going on after this one because, I tell you what, I cannot fathom I can't fathom being left in this position. I'll tell you guys what. So American Airlines held passengers on a plane with limited air conditioning for six hours. But it gets worse. It gets worse. That's just kind of like what it says, but that's not the ultimate truth, right? So Gina Ocantino, a reporter for the Charlotte Observer, said passengers were sobbing on the plane. She tweeted that the airline also did not provide any food and drink service on the plane. American Airlines held passengers on a hot plane with no food or drink service for six hours on Sunday afternoon, according to a report from the Charlotte Observer. According to the Observer, the flight from Charlotte Douglas International Airport to New York City's JFK was scheduled to depart in the early afternoon. But due to issues with a fuel tank, the airline transferred passengers to another plane before holding it on the runway. Cantino, a reporter for the news outlet who was on the flight, said the first plane had limited air conditioning for the first three hours, while the second plane had no air conditioning or food or drink services. She said in a tweet that by the sixth hour of being held on the plane, another passenger on the flight was having a mental breakdown. She added that American Airlines did not allow passengers to exit despite their distress. Contino said the airline turned the air conditioning off to save fuel until people started sobbing and having panic attacks. Representative for American Airlines did not immediately respond to insiders' request for comment. Andrew Trull, an American Airlines spokesperson, told the Charlotte Observer that maintenance issues and a weather delay caused the six-hour holdup. I don't really think people care about what caused the holdup. Those people should have been let off of that plane. Could you imagine being stuck in a tube 
with it being who knows how hot it was in that plant there's no air conditioning all of those people are they even still circulating the air i mean folks could you imagine people having panic attacks and all kinds of things they're not letting them off the plane oh my goodness gracious they're lucky nobody had a heart attack like heat like that and then of course you have panic and all that i'm telling you folks that mm, there'll be some lawsuits over that i would be well, that's why I fly Southwest Airlines if I do fly. No, just kidding. So anyway, moving right along. So if you guys did not subscribe to The Epoch Times, I tell you, you should. You should definitely um, uh, subscribe to that. So one thing I wanted to point out today was the CDC points people to transgenderism, teen sex, and astrology websites. Folks, if the world is not dark enough, here we have our own CDC in the United States pushing people into the darkness. So... This article is by Jackson Elliott. It was posted today, July the 31st. Uh, and it says, The CDC health page has uh, a health page has listed resources for government agencies and community organizations that seek to protect and support the LGBT uh, children in their networks by providing online advice on sexuality with content that promotes transgenderism and I can't even say these two topics of sex and occult superstition. This is a family-friendly program. I'm a Christian, and some of this stuff is, is hard for me to even read. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, yes. So, we're going to scroll down a little bit further into this article and uh, talk about it. So, one of the links listed by the CDC is the website QChat Space, which is designed to be hidden. A green banner across the top of the site reads, Click Tap Here for a Quick Escape. It immediately transfers uh, site users to the Google search page. The Q Chat Space website hosts live chats for teens 13 to 19 with experienced staff who work at LGBTQ plus ABCDEFG centers around the United States. The website reads, but the staff aren't mental health professionals. They are verified facilitators the cdc's website describes q chat space as a digital lgbtq plus center where teens join live chat professionally facilitated online support groups q chat space Instagram page provides times when the live chat is active along with what the chat with its facilitators will discuss this these subjects include sex change surgeries age transgender and quote non-binary unquote sex ed night an introduction to drag culture a chat on having multiple genders as well as oral and other sex advice which i will not mention here on this program other chats discuss binge drinking and how teens can drink safely uh, if you do choose to drink underage, it is important to be safe as possible. Have a trusted adult nearby or the potential to contact emergency services if needed. Cute chat space posts read. Uh, let me just throw this out here. Um, if there is a trusted adult nearby who is um, aware of the underage drinking, that is criminal offense. You probably um, should not uh, be doing that. Number one, there is no safe way to consume alcohol as a child and in my version as an adult either but especially for children so moving right along still other chats discuss using condoms oral contraceptive other devices and pre-exposure prophylactic against hiv as well as other devices so many chats promote astrology 
tarot cards and other occult ideas. The site recommends self-discovery in astrology, querying tarot and vibes plus auras. According to a disclaimer at the bottom of the page, the CDC does not endorsement of these organizations or their programs. The National Health Protection Agency explained further. Links to non-federal organizations found at this site are provided solely as a service to our users. CDC is not responsible for the content of the individual organization web pages found at these links. It says, why do you have them on a government website is what I am going to say. But anyway, directions for parents. Another website on the CDC's help page is HealthyChildren.org. This site encourages parents to accept a child's claim of sexual identity without question. We're going to move right along. You can read that for yourself. I'm going to move right along down here. It does have the quick exit. And that's for children who were engaged in these, I'm sure, highly inappropriate conversations with these, quote, facilitators who could, God only knows who they are. They could be perverts. I'm pretty sure they are. Anyway, talking to children about these things. But there's like a quick escape. You can click this little and boom, it takes you to the Google page that your mommy and daddy won't know what you're doing. Folks, I'm just telling you, it's a Romans 1 culture and they are attacking our children. Children. Folks, children. What does Jesus say about that? It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the depths of the sea than it is for you to hurt one of his children. I'm just going to put that out there as a huge warning to anybody who just happens to be listening uh, to this episode and who is not saved and they don't know what Jesus has to say about that. He's got a lot of stuff to say about kiddos. And also young Christians. So not only is that children, but it's also young Christians. And what does he say to us as Christians? In order to uh, to be saved, you have to enter the kingdom as little children. You know, and what does he, he tell us about God the Father? What does Jesus say? He is your Abba Father. What does that mean? Daddy. That means Daddy. Isn't that amazing that God loves us that much? That we're still children to him. We are still his children. We are to think of him as our daddy, as our Abba Father, which is amazing. But I did want to throw in this before I ended this program today because it went a little long. I got caught up on some other stuff, but I'll do another program. Um, I'm feeling a lot better today. Uh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I was very sick the last part of this week, and uh, I'm feeling much better. And I'm thankful to all the prayers of my friends and family um, that prayed for me. Very much thankful. Um, but I did want to talk about this a little bit. So during the service today, uh, my pastor, we're going through the book of Matthew. And so we're actually in uh, Matthew 8, I believe. And of course, it's talking about the cost of discipleship. But one thing he mentioned, um, when they were going across the lake there and Jesus was asleep. Remember the winds and the waves and everything? And Jesus was asleep. And they all, the disciples ran to him. They woke him up. Jesus, Jesus, you know, we're perishing. Like, don't you care, Jesus? And what was Jesus doing? He was asleep. And then he gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. And he says, oh, ye a little faith. And I think about this because Jesus says, we are going to the other side. Which means they should have known 
They're going to the other side and they're going to go there because Jesus said that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop us because Jesus said this is what we're going to do. And so one thing that Pastor Dallas had mentioned um, in the beginning was that he says to say Lord once means to believe he is control. So when we call Jesus Lord and when we pray Lord Jesus and when anything it means that we are to believe he is in control and he is. So what I'm saying to you is all the disciples were like Lord Lord but Jesus said we're going to the other side which means ye a little faith because you didn't believe you didn't believe that we were going to do that. So I had wrote down some notes and I said Jesus was sleeping because he trusted the father and knew it wasn't his time and i said uh the wind and the waves even you know uh obey god it says god has a plan for you and nothing will happen to you that god has not foreordained until you fulfill his plans for your life so no matter what we are here until we fulfill what God has taught us to do or told us to do. Nothing can change that. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to get sick and that things are not going to happen and we may become destitute. We may be living in a vehicle. I mean, who knows? But it doesn't change the fact that God still has a plan. He still has a plan. And we live in a fallen world. I hear that a lot. Like, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, number one, nobody's good except God the Father. So none of us are good. All of our all of our good acts are like filthy rags to God you know I mean that's just how it is but I'm what I'm saying is but good bad things are gonna happen because number one we live in a fallen world we live in a world that is ruled by the devil by Satan remember he's the prince of the power of the air all of these things happen what did Jesus say you you to the Pharisees you are of your father the devil so a lot of people say we're all God's children no no, we are not all God's children. You are only a child of God if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Otherwise, your father's the devil. You can't have one or the two. There is no good or bad. There is no none of that. There is either you're a Christian saved by the blood of God or by the blood of Christ or you're the devil. That's it. There's no in between. You know, um, but, you know, I think about that. Remember the book of Job? Remember? all those things happened to Job like he lost his his family his kids and this flying like everything like he lost everything it boils he was scraping off of his skin and he was oozing and you know God knew God knew all those things were happening he not only knew those things were happening but he allowed them to happen but you want to know what really is most comforting to know is that satan had to come to god and ask permission had to ask permission to do those things to job and god allowed that to happen so then you must ask yourself why would god allow that because god is to be glorified we're on this earth not to glorify ourselves not to glorify these people in hollywood or these football players or soccer players or tennis players or cyclists or whatever you may glorify on earth we are to glorify god almighty we are to glorify his son jesus christ and we are to glorify the holy spirit not what we on earth 
what this world system tells us to glorify and so god has different plans for your life and my life than maybe what me or you have we may want to do these other things me we want to live a life of what luxury and health and wealth and all of these things right wrong what does that do to glorify god does nothing to glorify god our lives are to glorify god no matter what circumstances we may find ourselves in because let me tell you you may suffer a lot on this earth but guess what this earth is not eternity we are here like a vapor the bible says like grass that is here today and thrown into the oven tomorrow to be cooked folks we are only here for a very short time 70 years maybe if if we're lucky maybe more but think about that in terms of eternity 70 years compared to eternity folks we're gonna suffer here on earth we're going to jesus said if they persecuted him they will most definitely persecute us so people are going to persecute us satan is going to persecute us satan hates god's children so if you wonder why you go through the trials and tribulations well number one sometimes it's from your own sin from the sin that you've committed yourself other times it's because satan hates you and wants to destroy you and the only way to hurt god is to hurt his children so folks just remember always keep that in your mind when you're going through trials and tribulations where's god where's god and all of this well god is right there with you god is not caught unaware of what you're going through god knows exactly what you're going through remember jesus went through look how look how much jesus suffered think about that and then think of your own situation why are we any different than jesus why should we have any different treatment than jesus himself why what did jesus tell us to do to pick up our cross and follow him i know those are not words that people want to hear that's not what people want to hear they want to hear the health wealth and prosperity gospel and that everything's going to work out great and god just wants you to be rich no no god wants you to pick up your cross and follow him means i have to pick up my cross and follow god wherever jesus leads me there i will follow him because what i have to keep telling myself is no matter what happens here no matter what trial tribulation sickness suffering whatever i may be going through here ultimately it is to refine me and make me more like jesus that's what we are here for to be more like christ to tell people about the gospel of jesus to encourage one another and to call out sin that's what we're here to do people are like you're not supposed to judge you read the very one half of a line of scripture you didn't read the entire verse that's the big thing that's the problem with folks they taking verses out of context and putting them on their instagram or all over facebook you can't judge me you can't judge me the bible is judging you folks the bible judges you the bible judges me that's why it's called the living and active word of god it is a living word you can read one one thing get one thing from it you can read something six months later and get something totally different from it because the holy spirit speaks to you through god's word you want to hear god speak read his word 
read his word listen to the holy spirit folks well guys that's my episode today i didn't get to talk about a lot of the stuff that i wanted to talk about because i'm already on an hour coming up on an hour right now <laughs> but i'll do another one i'll do i'll, I'll do another um, episode of just strictly headlines but i felt this was important i pray before i do any episode i pray before anything and so whenever i get on here um sometimes it's not what i want to talk about but hopefully it's what the holy spirit wanted me to talk about and days are short and you guys can see the headlines as much as i can we know we we as christians know where we're at we know we're in the end times but the point is for the folks that don't know so this message probably was for people who don't know the lord or you know maybe they're struggling in their faith or i'm not sure i'm not sure that's the holy spirit's work not mine <laughs> but um as always guys get in the word of god and let the word of god get into you and as these days grow dark and dim may we proclaim the gospel of jesus christ the salt and the light of jesus christ for we have the light we have the lord jesus living inside of us believers we need to tell folks about him while there's still time with that guys maranatha lord jesus come quickly lord jesus my prayer is that each and every one of you will come to know the lord jesus christ as your personal savior thank you guys so much for listening may god bless each and every one of you